What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. Welcome back to the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Live from Draft Headquarters, a.k.a. the Hood Center, somewhere on the south side. Here's Jonathan Hood. It's the future! The 2020 NFL Draft Show brought to you by White Claw and Jonathan Hood with you on ESPN 1000. The Jaguars, their pick is going to be in momentarily here. And it'll be the Chicago Bears with their pick that they will make. Jaguars, by the way, out of... um, controversy about what they've done they have stripped their team down like they're the miami marlins i don't understand how you do that in the national football league but dave caldwell's got a lot more job security than i do uh, in that job as general manager i don't know why they have done this um but they have stripped it down all the way to them to the nub here and they're trying to rebuild through the draft you, i can understand you're going to do that in the major league baseball and even in somewhat in the nba but for the jaguars as they take uh, LaVisca Chenault, the uh, wide receiver for Colorado. Uh, So that is uh, the pick for the Jaguars, and now the Bears are on the clock right now as we talk to you here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. I would tell you this, that when it comes to this Bears team, we talked about needs, right? And you look at this Bears team, and even though you – yeah, the Bears were able to throw money at several positions uh, with um, free agency, trying to figure out what to do at tight end by having uh, Jimmy Graham, by trying to shore up your defensive line, by trying to be able to find um, a quarterback in Nick Foles that can either back up or supplant uh, Mitch Trubisky at that quarterback spot. Point is, though, is that when you are the Bears and you're throwing so much at free agency, that means there's some holes along the way. Uh, Any team that spends a lot on free agency is not very good when it comes to the draft. And we have documented that here in our number one in that there's holes, whether it's at uh, in the secondary offensive line. And it just shows you how fleeting the NFL can be. Right. This Bears team going 12 and four, going to the playoffs and everything was going well. And you saw Matt Nagy try to cover up maybe some of the issues with Trubisky that he might have seen offensively. This is why you saw defensively how the Bears were really carrying that 12-4 that and four team. Fell short in the playoffs. And then the following year, you're looking for something similar where the Bears are strong defensively and maybe the offense in a new system for, for Trubisky gets better. Uh, and that's not the case as the Bears went to 8-8. Eight and eight. And then... You take a look at this upcoming season. I talk about how crucial it is. And I was talking to one of our our listeners about this just moments ago. Listen, yeah, it's been it, every year. It's crucial. It's the most crucial year for the Bears as far as uh, Ryan Pace's job is concerned. Yeah, every year you want to be able to to get it right in the draft. But no, I'm going to underline this a lot here tonight. That whoever the Bears pick here. Uh, but there are several picks here in the second round. They have got to be able to find the right players. They got to be able to find the right players, uh, and they can pay dividends right away. Uh, you don't really have time for trying to figure out whether or not a player fits in your system or not. I think that it is really important for the Bears to uh, to find that key player. So uh, again, the Bears 
are uh, are on the clock, and uh, we'll keep our eyes on what the Bears do in this draft. But uh, it is important th- today for them to find who they need. Um, something else too, when we take a look at at this uh, particular draft. I always look at the the secondary and looking at the defense for this team. I look at the defense and I say, hey, this defense is still going to be strong when we're taking a look at Akeem Hicks, when we're taking a look at what this this defense is with – with the players that they have, it's, it has been strong for a long time, and it's really led the way uh, for the Bears for a while. But you can still get better uh, and get better in the secondary. I think the Bears have to look at that. But also offensively, whether it's going to be Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, you've got to be able to find the, the right players um, to be able to help either Foles or Trubisky offensively. And whether that's at tight end, whether that's at the wide receiver, you've got to be able to figure out what that is uh, when it comes to these picks. So we're going to hear from the commissioner uh, momentarily uh, on what he what the choice is for the Chicago Bears. Let's go there now. Advocate Health Center, see what they're saying here. Helping our patients beat COVID-19. Team up by doing your part. Stay home and practice social distancing. Go Bears! So the pick is in so for the, the pick Bears. is in for Chicago, and let's we can't see. say thank you enough to our medical professionals taking care of our communities in Chicago and all over the country. We are proud to support you and all frontline workers. We will get through this together. Now, with the 43rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Cole Komet, tight end Notre Dame. Well, so Cole Komet is the uh, choice for the Chicago Bears at tight end. Turn to Tom Waddle from Waddle and Sylvie right here on ESPN 1000 for our 2020 draft show here on WMVP Chicago. Tom, Cole Komet, the best tight end on the board. And I've been asking the question the last uh, few weeks, if you have 10 tight ends uh, in camp, do you really have one? <laughs> now the Bears actually have one in Cole Komet. <laughs> Jay Hood, it's a pleasure to join you. That's a great question or a great statement. Listen, if he is going to be their 10th tight end. Look, I, I mean, it takes nothing away from Cole. I actually played with his father, Frank, who was a defensive lineman out of um, – uh, out of Purdue, I believe, uh, for a short period of time with the Bears back in the early 90s. Um, good kid, productive player out of, out of Notre Dame. Uh, it's just the sad reality is, is you have to make this selection because Trey Burton didn't work and the drafting of Adam Shaheen was a failure. So what you've done now is you now find yourself in, in kind of do-over mode and having to redo some of the picture-making for positions where some of your previous selections just never panned out. And to me, it's just that's the depressing part of this. Uh, I mean, the upside is, is he's a very productive player at a position that is vital to this offense. And unfortunately, Trey Burton could not build on the first seven or eight games we saw back in 2018 and left this as a need. But... Wow, they've invested a lot of capital and a lot of currency in in this tight end position. So I I know they played with one tight end on the field uh, as infrequently as anyone in the league last year, and they want to play with two tight ends. Hopefully, you know, having Cole on the roster now along with Jimmy Graham, they'll be able to do some of that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I guess in in one aspect you could say, well, you know, the Bears could have got Komet without having Jimmy Graham. But I can understand the tutelage that that Graham could bring as a veteran guy. Again, not a great blocking tight end, and you're just looking for him to give you something, something that he has left. But Komet's going to be the name there. But 
the thing that you wonder about, Tom, is the money, right? The, the money that was doled out to Jimmy Graham yeah. uh, is, is always interesting to me. I thought this should be a pr- more of a prove-it contract than to be able to put the money out there for Graham, but I like the idea that commits there because that's my focus now at tight end. Yeah, I, uh, listen, I'm with you, uh, Jonathan. I, I don't know why they gave $9 million guaranteed to Jimmy Graham. He's had a brilliant career in the NFL, but the last couple of years in Green Bay, you've seen a decline in his production. And, you, you know, listen, Father Time doesn't lose any of these battles athletically, and, and he's not the same guy now that he was several years ago. So uh, it was a questionable decision on uh, from my perspective to bring him in at the price you brought him in with. But this just shows me that the tight end position is very, very important to what Matt Nagy wants to do on offense. And I think he wants to run several sets with two tight ends. I I mean, if you look at some of the more successful offenses in the league, you see two tight end sets. You see it in Philadelphia. Uh, You see it in Kansas City at times. And listen, that's where Matt cut his teeth. So I I think it's, it's no surprise that... Listen, as you mentioned, they've got ten of them now, so you can put ten. You can put ten tight ends and a quarterback on on the field. Look, I think it spells the end of of, of Adam Shaheen uh, Adam Shaheen's time here in Chicago. But um, look, I don't want to to talk negatively about the addition of Komet because they've made no. mistakes in the past on the tight end position. You're getting a productive player. You, there's no question about it. Is it is Tom Waddles with us here in our 2020 NFL Draft Show brought to you by White Claw on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tom, I've said to start our program here that this this draft is as crucial as any draft that Ryan Pace has had because you have to be able to strike while the iron's hot here today. Today yep. has to be the day. And I think Komet is, is part of that uh, kind of a build for this Bears team. But how do you see it? How do you measure how crucial this is because – is we see what the Packers and the Vikings are doing. If the Bears are third best in the division, uh, that is not great for Pace and for the Bears moving forward. No doubt. And, and listen, they rank. They have the last, uh, the the worst of the four quarterbacks. With no disrespect meant, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it is a disrespectful statement, and I don't mean it with with malice in my heart. But of all the quarterbacks in the division, we have the worst of the four. Uh, regardless if it's Mitch or it's Nick Foles, I don't think most people that look at quarterbacks around the league would obviously give the edge to Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, and Kirk Cousins. So um, I'm with you. I, I think that you know they're in win-now mode. Obviously, you saw that. They added Jimmy Graham. We just talked about him. He's north of 30. They re-signed Danny Trevathan, who I love as a player. He's north of 30. They added Robert Quinn as a pass rusher. Uh, he's north of 30. I like that signing as well. They traded for Nick Foles. He's north of 30. They're in win-now mode. So you can't use the 43rd or even the 50th pick in the draft on projects, on guys that are going to take a while to develop. I look at Cole Komet and see here's a guy that maybe he's not your starter when the season kicks off in 2020, but he's certainly a guy that's going to get some reps, and he can play right away. He can fill a role. Uh, They need guys that can contribute now because while they are in win-now mode, they're also a team that's got some holes. I mean, you need another wide receiver. You need some help on the offensive line. You need a cornerback. You need a safety. There are a lot of holes to fill here, so you cannot waste picks on guys that are going to take some time to develop. Cole Komet is the choice for the Chicago Bears here on the home of the Irish ESPN 1000. They'll like that in South Bend. They'll, they'll like that little <laughs> – they like that rub. They like the rub, Tom. They like that yes, little they rub. Do. Uh, uh, so now with the with the 50 pick, this draft is, is so good. It, it, it usually is interesting, but 
there's some quality depth at the wide receiver spot that I've just been enamored with. Looking as a college football fan, Tom, looking at these wide receivers, it's nothing like looking at a chart and you're like, yep, I saw that guy play. Yep, I saw that guy. Yep, yep. I was chasing the bet on that one. Yep, I know that guy from the Pac 12. Yep. <laughs> uh, I saw the Hawaii game. Yep. Saw so I'm looking at like a, a 20 top, you know, 20 quality wide receivers, depending on the system, of course, but right. just guys that you saw on the field every Saturday and you're like, wow, these guys are good. Do you go wide receiver here or what? What do you go uh, if you're the Bears at 50 here? Well, I, I still think they've got greater needs. I mean, they obviously they, they need a receiver. Uh, I think they need a starting cornerback. I think they still need depth on the offensive line. You need an offensive tackle to actually step in and I think play sooner rather than later. later. Uh, you need a safety. The kid from LSU is still there. Delpit. Oh, excuse me. Oh. I think the Browns just took him. Uh, and uh, I, I think um, – uh, is it Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota? I believe also yes. uh, is a guy that that you know projects to be a difference maker. Uh, that's a uh, that's a young man that I think should be on their radar as well. The wide receivers. I, I mean, you watch more college football than I do, so you could name the names. I would just say this: with the fiftieth pick overall, and I like what Anthony Miller has done in two years, but it hasn't been a special. He hasn't been a special player. Hasn't been a special pick. You nailed it, Jonathan. I mean, they need guys that, that can contribute now and contribute big. So if you draft a, a wide receiver here with the 50th pick, and it is such a deep re, uh, uh, draft at receiver, you need to find somebody who's a true difference maker. And we've seen guys in the second round. Michael Thomas from the Saints is a second-round pick. You know, there are a lot of guys at Juju uh, Smith-Schuster – uh, is a second-round pick. There are a lot of guys out there that were second-round picks that play the wideout position that have made a difference early in their careers, and if they go that position, this guy's got to produce in his rookie season. I hope this is not a talking point for us like in three years. You know, they could have got that Dulpit kid, but no, but the Browns <laughs> stepped in there, and we got Komet. What's with that? Hopefully, Tom, this will yeah. not. Komet, to me, is, is the genuine article. I think that this is someone... As a, as a tight end who I watched at Notre Dame is can really be able to be a strong difference maker. If you're looking to try to shore up a position you're not sure about, I think Komet yeah. is that you get the best, and that he's was gonna the best contribute. on the board. Yeah, I think he's going to contribute, and that's what you need. You need contributors in 2020. You need guys that can step in at the uh, from from the jump and and play a role. And and I agree with you. I don't know if his upside's as high as some of the difference making tight ends in the league. I don't know if he projects to projects as one of these difference making you tight ends like Travis Kelsey or you know or or Zach Ertz. I, I, I can't tell you that that's the case here, but I do believe he's a guy that can contribute and be part of what you're trying to do early in his career. Tom come back to us uh when the Bears make their pick. We'll see what happens. You got it, buddy. Is uh, Tom Waddle from Waddle and Sylvie with us here on our 2020 NFL Draft Show, brought to you by White Claw here on ESPN 1000. So Cole Komet, uh, and we will get your reaction to it as well. Komet to the Bears at tight end. Your reaction, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, as we just talked to, to Tom just moments ago, it's the best tight end uh, on the board. Um, when you take a look at the tight ends that are available, uh, Troutman, uh, Parkinson from Stanford, Hunter Bryant from Washington. The Bears got the best. And, and again, you wonder, well, why Jimmy Graham, right? The money that was given to Jimmy Graham, why? Well, 
Now you got a veteran tight end that's toward the autumn of his career, and you have Komet, a guy that can uh, can help this football team. Remember, this is a Bears team that wasn't a Super Bowl team or a playoff team. It's a team that has a lot of holes, and the tight end spot was one of them. That, but then you just wonder why the cha-cha line of tight ends <laughs> that the Bears brought in a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at their Bears depth chart there. I mean, they're, they run out of room for tight ends, but now uh, Cole Komet is a, a difference maker. So let me get your reaction here. Three one two three three two. ESPN, the Minnesota Vikings have, I'm sorry, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made their move here. Antoine Winfield Jr., um, the safety, uh, goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, at the number 13 pick. So now the Broncos are on the board. So Komet, uh, Grant Delpit, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. Those are some really solid players there for sure. Um Sean and Tyler, I'm going to get your reaction in just a moment. And again, we'll get your thoughts as well. 312-332-ESPN. Is this what you wanted from the Bears? A tight end in this spot? Um, the rundown on Komet, for those that did not watch Notre Dame football or um, were not familiar with him, a junior entry, one-year starter at Lake Barrington, Illinois, was the team's number two receiver despite missing the first two games with a broken collarbone. Uh, Komet is one of the more NFL-ready tight ends in his size. His size, strength at the point of attack, and soft hands will make him an every-down player. He will be able to get open against NFL safeties and cover linebackers. His length and ability to box out defenders like a power forward can make him an underneath and red zone threat. Strong and tall with big hands and long arms, a classic wide tight end build lined up uh, all over the formation and in motion, often pre-snap. He can move bodies in the trenches, smoothly bring in the ball, and break tackles after the catch. He has a powerful initial punch as a blocker, will act as a sixth lineman at times. Seamless transition from catch to tuck as he moves north, ready to move over uh, and run over anybody in his path. A strong, manly presence on the field. Well, that's good to know. Tyler, did you know that uh, Komet has a, a manly presence? I do now. A strong, this is from OurLads.com, a, <laughs> a strong manly presence on the field that will be able to handle NFL power right away, will get to balls right away uh, from his body, very smooth and controlled as a receiver. Uh, and so those are some of the, the attributes of Cole Komet. Uh, Sean is the, um, the resident Notre Dame uh, fan on this program. Uh, so you saw a lot of commit, probably more than I did for sure, Sean. So this is the number one tight end on the board. What do you think of your guy now as a Chicago Bear? Well, it was shocking because preseason leading into the college football season, he shot up draft boards, which was shocking to me because his production really didn't line up with what people were saying about him. And then he hurts himself halfway through the preseason down in South Bend, misses the first two games. His first game back is that big game down in Georgia between the hedges and he comes out Georgia really didn't have tape on him and he for the first three quarters damaged them down the middle of the field they finally made an adjustment and they doubled him a little bit and took him away and Notre Dame didn't have anyone else to go to so that was the game that kind of you know put him on the mark put him in the eye of a lot of national uh, scouts and a lot of teams in the NFL and from there he just continued to produce as I said before, he and Chase Claypool were definitely the offense for Notre Dame, especially through the air this year. So you're getting a very professional, as they said, he is a man. He'll be a man mm-hmm. as soon as he steps on the field, not just in the passing game, but also in the running game. He should be able to help the Bears run on the edges. Um, and 
he should be a he should be a starter. I'm expecting him to start. I think he's a better tight end than Jimmy Graham right now. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And so are you. <laughs> so is Tyler. And so I won't put myself in that situation, but I think both of you guys can be a better tight end. And again, we're just talking about Graham at one point, especially with New Orleans, was a terrific tight end. You're just trying to catch lightning in the bottle with him now. It's 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 toward the definitely the autumn of his career. And so now, Tyler, you've got Komet in place. Uh, for the Chicago Bears, they need to address uh, offensive holes they did with this pick. I guess the thing here is you've got a great mentor in terms of Jimmy Graham, but you don't want to be paying mentors $9 million a year. And I think that's the biggest problem. I'm, I'm fine with the offense at this spot, but now you're looking at the, what the teams have done right after them. You're missing the run on safeties right here, and that was yeah. another need. So I guess it's kind of pick your poison. You, the awareness seems like something that could have been improved there of knowing what the other teams behind you were really looking at and evaluating their rosters as well. So KJ Hamler uh, from Penn State, the wide receiver, goes to the Broncos. So here's the draft order. It is the Falcons, the Jets, the Steelers, and then the Bears again at 50. So Cole Komet, the tight end for Notre Dame, was chosen uh, first by Ryan Pace here in the second round. Let's get your reaction. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Is this what you wanted? Did the Bears uh, take care of a need uh, or best available on the board. Let's get your reaction to that. Uh, we'll get your calls in. Also, we'll keep our eyes on what the Bears do uh, in a few picks here. Again, Falcons, Jets, Steelers, and then the Bears at number 50. Our 2020 NFL Draft Show rolls on, brought to you by White Claw, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. If you download the app, whether it is on Android or whether it's on your iPhone, you can download the ESPN Chicago app. You can listen live to the programs and also check out the podcasts as well on the ESPN Chicago app. So um, the pick for the Bears is Cole Komet. The tight end here in the second round. The Bears have another pick right around the corner uh, as Pittsburgh is now on the clock. Then it'll be the Bears at number 50. Let us hear from Mel Kuyper Jr. Mel Kuyper Jr. covers the draft like no other on ESPN, gives his thoughts on Cole Komet. Well, the tight ends are going to be coming off the board, and no surprise that Cole Komet is one of the first one. He put on a show at the Combine, ran a 4-7-40, tying for second with a 10-foot, 3-inch broad jump. He said, I want to do the things necessary to show I'm the top tight end at the draft. And he's the latest in a long line of Notre Dame tight ends to make their way in the NFL. He is now the 11th Notre Dame tight end to be taken in the first or second round. And that doesn't even include Mark Bavaro, who went, of course, to the Giants in the fourth round. And the family tree, well, it's strong for the Komet family. His uncle, Jeff Scanina, was a defensive tackle for many years. In fact, Jeff Scanina was the guy that John Madden used to introduce the term cankles to us. He didn't have ankles. His calves just rolled into his ankles. And his father, Frank, was a defensive end at Purdue from 88 to 91. And this is an athletic guy in Colt Komet, Mel. He wanted to play and did play for a while, both baseball and football at Notre Dame, before finally settling on football. 
He had eight saves in 2017. He was a, four, a four-star recruit, had four sacks in high school as well on the defensive side. But he really came on this year. It was his first year as a starter. He was a backup. That was a Mac last year. Had an injury with the broken collarbone in practice, missed three games. He comes back against Georgia, and you're talking about a guy in this game set a record for Notre Dame tight ends. Nine catches, 108 yards, one touchdown. That's most by an Irish tight end since 1977. He went on to have some really good games against USC, six catches. BC, seven receptions. Stanford, five catches. Big kid, 6'5", almost 6'6", 260 pounds. He's an inviting target, really good hands. I tell you, you want to see a few less body catches, a little bit more hands with him because he does have good hands, good body control. He'll block. It's a work in progress there. But he was clearly, in my opinion, slightly out of Adam Troutman from Dayton as the best tight end in this draft, and he will be a weapon for whether it's Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Cole Komet's going to be asked to do an awful lot in that Chicago Bears offense. Well, here's what you need to know. The Bears like tight ends. With this selection, the Bears currently have 10 tight ends on their roster. I'm guessing all 10 won't be there when the season starts. Stay with us. We're rolling on. So Cole Komet, the uh, tight end for Notre Dame, going to the Bears. We talk about the Bears in the NFL draft right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app and John the Hood with you. So after Cole Komet was Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU, Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from Minnesota, K.J. Hamler, the wide receiver from Penn State, Marlon Davidson going to the Falcons uh, from Auburn, the defensive tackle, and Daryl Taylor, the defensive end from Tennessee, uh, taken by the Seahawks. The Steelers are on the clock, and they'll be the Bears with their number 50 pick uh, as well. Uh, got a chance to talk, by the way, to Matt Bowen, uh, who covers the NFL uh, for ESPN and ESPN.com. And it's interesting, our conversation. We were talking just recently about tight ends, and there's some tight ends the Bears should look at. Yeah, I agree with you on Jimmy Graham. I think his play speed has, has dropped dramatically. Uh, you don't see the same athletic movements in his play speed, okay? And he's not going to give you much in the run game. You just have to be honest about that as a coach. You do not bring him here to block on the edge when you run an outside zone, okay? That's going to negatively impact your offense. You brought him here to be a slot target. That's what I view Jimmy Graham at at this stage of his career. He's a guy who can still stretch the seams, okay? But you're also going to have to scheme him open. You just got to be honest. You're going to have to scheme him open. He's not going to win a lot of one-on-ones for you unless it's a 50-50 catch that he can go up and make a play on. So you're going to have to scheme him open. All right? So off of that, if you're still going to look at the position, you mentioned Cole Komet from Notre Dame. He's also local. Played at St. Viator High School uh, here in Chicago. Adam Troutman from Dayton is another one to look at. Again, guy played at a smaller school, had a ton of production, absolutely stands out in the film. And when you look at the lower levels and you have an NFL talent in the field, they should stand out in the film. It's like if you're a high school coach and you're playing against a Division One player, he should take over the football game. You got that a lot with Troutman. Hunter Bryant from Washington, if somebody look at Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Okay, Harrison Bryant is more of a receiving threat. That's what he is. And it really depends on what the Bears want. Because right now that depth chart, you got a bunch of names on there, John. Mm-hmm. You're overloaded at the tight end position. So you have to find out what you want because Jimmy Graham is not going to be your guy at the point of attack in the run game, but you're paying him to play. So he has to be a, a target for you when you have two tight end personnel on the field or when you have what's called 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, and your passing sets can be on the field. But when you want to run the football, who are going to be your guys at the point of attack? Because this offense has to start running the football. They have to start running the football, whether it's Trubisky or Nick Foles. They're not going to be efficient quarterbacks unless you can get something out of the run game, and that has to include the tight end position. 
So Matt Bowen from ESPN with his thoughts on the the tight end position. And the Bears do strike with Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame, uh, t- being the 11th um, pick, 43rd overall in the second round of the draft. The um, Chase Claypool from uh, Notre Dame is a wide receiver. He goes to the Steelers. And uh, the Bears will have their pick coming in momentarily. But Chase Claypool, we talk about Notre Dame players. You talk about there was a great one-two punch between Cole Komet and Chase Claypool. Claypool now going to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. And so now here we go with the um, with the Chicago Bears. And the Bears have to figure out what they want to do. Um, and so you already have a tight end. So now which way do you go uh, as far as the direction uh, in this draft? When we take a look at... Uh, the Bears on that offensive line. J.D. and I talked about this earlier. The offensive line needs to be shored up at some point. You've got to take a look at the back end of the uh, defense in the secondary. You've got to be able to find um, players that can uh, make a difference for your football team. And, and I mentioned this before, and I will. this will be a drumbeat for me tonight, talking about how important this draft is. These players that Ryan Pace select tonight – it have to be able to be day one starters. Komet has to be a day one starter for the Bears because now you have a tight end that Trubisky or Foles can can, can throw to. He already had uh, all of these pro characteristics uh, when he was at Notre Dame watching him. He was a vocal point of that offense a lot for Brian Kelly. And then you take a look at the offensive line. Well, whoever's back there, you've got to be able to figure out what you want to do as far as holding up Trubisky and holding up Foles, giving them the opportunity to get the ball down the field. So Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are on the screen here, and the Bears are going to make their pick. And let's go to the commissioner. With the 50th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Jalen Johnson, defensive back, Utah. So they're going to go with uh, Jalen Johnson at the cornerback position. And again, we talked about how you've got to be able to shore up um, some holes on your team. Uh, Johnson is that guy uh, for from the Utah Utes. Um, looking, I gotta look up his uh, numbers, but I'll say this, um, Tyler. This is exactly what you want to do. Again, you need to be able to uh, get holes. For, you know, p- plug up your holes versus just trying to find players that are best available. This is the best available corner, and so the Bears went with uh, uh, Jalen Johnson. This is a guy who people thought could be a first-round pick. And on top of that, you missed the run on safeties, but this is a nice little consolation prize for what you could have had in Grant Delpit or Antoine Winfield Jr. I I like this pick for the Bears because it does address a huge need in the secondary. You don't know what the future of that position is outside of Kyle Fuller or what you really have on the roster. You've got all these different projects. You you brought in a CFL guy as well, so it's going to be interesting what happens at the cornerback position. So Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah, is um, picked by the Chicago Bears. Let me tell you what our lad said about Jalen Johnson. A junior entry, a two-year starter from Fresno, California. He was the second-team All-American and first-team All-Pac-12 in 2019. Has experience as a hard-nosed corner and plays both sides, both off and press. 
uh, shows a variety of technique and is very effective from the press alignment. Uh, quick with his pedal, keeping a tight cushion and normally maintains inside leverage, can be reactive or jam in press disrupting receivers, takeoff and route. Let me see. It also says can be physical with off and two hand jam, fluid in press and bail coming off the pedal into the lateral run. Uh, lastly, it says quick to the undercut route uh, and also a solid mirror ability. Uh, so we will go now to Tom Waddle, uh, who also has a solid mirror ability. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that rear view or what, what mirror ability did you have as a player? Uh, listen, my mirror has been knocked off cause I'm a bad driver. The mirrors on both sides of my car. I mean, you've seen me try to navigate down the street. Yes, I got no I mirrors left. <laughs> so, so, the, so we talk about needs, right? And so yeah. at the corner, the bears are able to get a corner here in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I'd be lying to you if I if I said to you, "Well, I got a, a firm grasp of who Jalen Johnson is." I don't, but he does fill a need, as you mentioned, Jonathan. Uh, listen, when Prince of Mukamura was let go, you you brought in the kid from 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 the CFL. They like Kevin Tolliver. I'm not so sure they have him pegged as being a starter. But Kyle Fuller's been a standout for them. Kyle Fuller, fortunately for the Bears, has also been very, very healthy. So you could not have gone into this season with just Kyle Fuller and no one else you felt comfortable with. So he's, I, I agree with your theme for the night, Jonathan, that these guys, I know they're young. I know that they're the 43rd and the 50th pick of the draft. they got to play this year. They just have to. I mean, this team is built to win now, and they need these guys to contribute. And... um you know, I, I, I think that this is a spot where a young man could step in, and he's got to prove himself. There's no question about that. But this is tailor-made for a young rookie cornerback to step in and actually uh, take over as a starter. And, oh, by the way, he's got the cushion or the luxury of arguably the most ferocious pee-in-your-pants-causing front seven in the, in the NFL. <laughs> right. So, I mean, look – Every corner is going to have any, – any corner in the league that's asked to cover for more than four seconds is going to get beat. I don't care if it's Deion Sanders, it's you know whoever it is. So the pass rush that, that this Bears front seven should be able to provide is definitely going to be a benefit for a young cornerback. And th- this is not something I would say, Tom, if, I, if the Bears weren't throwing so, money, so much money out in free agency. See, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like the, the teams that don't have to spend that much in free agency that get it right with the draft, you trust those teams. Like, well, you know what? You drafted well, and now you can re- resign your own guys. That was almost the Ted Thompson rule uh, with right. the Packers. They didn't go into free agency very often when he was the GM because he always drafted well. And so, and of course, that philosophy has changed a little bit in Green Bay and somewhat. But when you're saying, oh, oh my God, so the Leonard Floyd thing didn't work out. Well, well, I need Robert Quinn now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you threw money at him. Oh, Trevathan. Oh, well, we got to get him back here, even though Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski is making the same money as Trevathan, and, and, and Kwiatkowski was the younger the younger asset, but yet yeah. they went with Trevathan, and it, that's fine. But you're going with Graham. You have to trade for Foles. It, it's, um, it, it's really Band-Aids that you're trying to put on this franchise to make sure that you're upright. Yeah, it's what we talked about a few minutes ago. I mean, the unfortunate thing here is, is look, I, I think Cole Komet is a nice addition to this team. He's their 10th tight end, as we talked about, but he's probably their best tight end at this yes. point. Um, he's, he's, you know, every scouting report I read says that he's going to have to improve his blocking, which is a concern because Jimmy Graham isn't going to block anybody. And you have an, uh, an offense that really failed to create any space in the running game. So, I, I mean, I don't see that they've gotten significantly better 
uh, up front trying to create lanes for guys to run. So I, I think Cole Komet's going to be a nice addition. You'll see a lot of two tight end sets. Now he's going to be a good pass catcher. But from a, a, you know, a, a running game perspective, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet are not going to move people off the ball. So, um, you know, with that's, I, and like I said before, the one thing that bothers me most is, is, is this is a make good pick because, because you whiffed on Adam Shaheen and you mm-hmm. signed Jimmy Graham because you whiffed on Trey Burton. And if you keep chasing your tail like this, you know, you're ultimately, you're going to start the race today. And when it ends tomorrow, you're going to be in the same spot. So, you know, it's, listen, and, and with that in mind, I mean, I, look, Jalen Johnson may turn out to be a, a great football player. Uh, again, they, they addressed a position of need. A tight end was still a possession of need, despite the number of people on the roster. So I, I give them credit for addressing those two spots. Um, now let's just see if these guys can come in and contribute uh, early the way both of us think that they have to. Tom Waddle from Waddle and Sylvie with me, Jonathan Hood, on the 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, brought to you by White Claw. So, Tom, by the way, next- John- Jonathan, I yeah. want to be on Jerry Jones's 250 million dollar yacht right now. I'm just I wanted to add that I just saw a picture of him sitting on a, the couch in front just once. I just want to be on there to see what it's like. This, you know, it, it's interesting in, in this social media era that we live in, Tom, where people are just looking to find things to bitch about and pick apart. Listen, this is when we see when we see Jerry Jones on his yacht and in, in comfortable. Oh, when we see the Arizona uh, Cardinals coach, uh, Clay Kingsbury, I mean that. I mean that is living the life, right? Yes, there, you know? I love it. You live. I the love life. everything about it. I'm not going to be this jealous guy that screams, "Hey, why don't you hide that from everybody?" This is a difficult <laughs> time. We all know it's a difficult time, you know. But I love seeing seeing the house that Cliff Kingsbury has been able to afford. I think it's funny that Jerry Jones is sitting on the couch. It looks like someone's house. It's a quarter of a billion dollar yacht. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to love. Hey by, hey, by the way, it's a television event. So show the right. best you can on television. Yes. You know, I mean, nothing like against it. nothing against the boroughs. I just don't know if I want to sit on that bad couch from 20 years, <laughs> last 20 years. I mean, my God, that that Renaissance couch hey. they had. I mean, it's the boroughs, for God's sakes. But how about the house that Saban built for, for two in the family? How great oh. was that? That looked nice. That was really good. I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't have a good smile. They should have a big smile on their face. It seemed very... Very, very downtrodden. I mean, yeah. hey, listen, you're in that house. Look at that. I mean, that, that yeah. place looked like a bar. You see it the wood, great. the woodwork in there. I wanted to move in. <laughs> I, just, I, I wanted to. Be, I wanted to be the third uh, tongue of Iowa brother that could play quarterback for Alabama if I could go back in time. You will. You'll, you'll wear a lay to be able to stay there for a week, won't you? Of course. Just walk I around. I do it now. <laughs> so, so as you mentioned, you had to be able to shore up the uh, the secondary for the Bears. The Artie Burns pick. Artie Burns is more of a special teamer than probably a, a player for yeah. them. So, so what's that say for um, for like a Kevin Tolliver? Yeah, you know, I mean a guy that's on the come, I guess, for the Bears, but not maybe not the guy. Yeah, you need depth. You know, I, I mean, I don't think Buster Screen is. They're not going to ask him to do. You know, play out on the edge. They they brought him here to be a, a nickel cornerback, and I think that they're comfortable with him there. Uh, you're going to see six. Six DBs at times. Uh, you're going to need to have depth there. These guys also, cornerback position is one where you're going to get a lot of contributions on special teams as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's more likely that Kevin Tolliver will play a bigger role than Artie Burns. I think Artie Burns kind of, 
you know, I mean, it, it just didn't work out for him in, in Pittsburgh, and I think he found himself inactive for the for the majority of the last several games of the season this past year. Um, look, I don't blame them for for taking a flyer on him, but I don't expect my expectation is isn't that he's in a he's in the rotation for for them on in the secondary. Trevon Diggs uh, from Alabama, the corner, goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I just saw that. Clock. I just saw that, and you know what? I mean, like, I, I, you watch so much more college football than me, but I look at what the Dallas Cowboys did, and I say to myself, you know, as a Bears fan, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous because their, their wide receiver uh, and, and their cornerback, I think, were the names that people recognize a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think people probably know who they are more than the guys the Bears have selected. Yeah. Oh well. You know. I mean, Kometa's the best of the best at tight end. So, so I mean, it's it's not like Belichick taking the kid from Lenore College or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And, and and by the way, that kid best on the board also. At right. The, so I mean, no surprise. Uh, Cam Akers, Florida State running back, uh, goes to the Rams. By the way, Tom, I've made this parallel with the Bears and the Rams in that with the with the Rams. Okay. So. The Bears were believing that they could be able to ride the wave of offense, new offense with Matt Nagy. Trubisky would be the guy. And you see what the Rams have done here with the Rams a couple of years ago in the position to get to the Super Bowl. You know, you, you see uh, what McVay can bring as a head coach, Goff as a quarterback, and they just got skunked in a bowling shoe ugly game uh, in the in the Super Bowl. And you think, okay, well, maybe they'll be back there next year. Yeah. So, so now look, right? So... Todd Gurley's not there, and they've paid so much money for golf to the yeah. point where the Bears were there at 12-4, and four, had to take a couple of steps back. The Rams, same way, Super Bowl, not in the playoffs, and now what? It just, it just shows you how fleeting the NFL really is. Yeah, I mean, it makes what the, the New England Patriots have been able to do just even that much more amazing because getting, as everyone says, you get to the top of the mountain, it's very difficult to stay there. Some would argue it's even more difficult to stay there. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl, you know, three, four years ago. And, you know, they get on the roller coaster and they've been in a valley uh, more than they've been on a peak. So um, and, and you're right. The Bears the same way, Jonathan, that, you know, 12 and four. Were they a 12 and four team? Yeah, yeah they were, because that's what the record said. Mm-hmm. Did, did you think that they were an elite team at the time? They were an elite defense, but they were a struggling offense. I'll say this: Last year at eight and eight, I thought that was the 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 most five and eleven, seven uh, eight and eight season I've ever seen. Because I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks they beat, and I give them all the credit in the world, they won eight games. That was like a five win season to me. If you look in down deep and you watch the film, yeah, so I don't think, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, in the green room in his own home, waiting to uh, to be selected. You know what? He's gonna he's gonna make some teams pay. I'll give him credit, Tom, because it's not just one team. It was two different systems that he ran at yeah. Alabama and Oklahoma. So it's not just he's just a, a one trick pony. I think Jalen Hurts can really be a, a nice player for someone. I don't know where he's going to fall, but he's still waiting here in the uh, in the second round. Yeah, and I don't think it was a, a real you know gimmicky offense. I think he had as good or nearly as good as any quarterback in this draft's accuracy pushing the ball down the field like his down the field accuracy and completion percentage this year was really impressive so I think you're right Jonathan I think that here's a kid that you know I I think that maybe some of the struggles at at Alabama and facing the adversity that he did having to turn that thing over to Tua 
may have helped him a little bit, but his season with Oklahoma was spectacular this year. So now when you look at the picks, Tom, with uh, with the Bears moving forward, you, I mean, it's almost a must that you take a look at that offensive line, right? I told J.D. earlier, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about the right side of that line. He's concerned about the entire line, and I just I think, too. yeah, I mean, it's like the backup for Leno, there's really nobody there. James, you know, Daniels, uh, uh, Coward, uh, Bobby Massey. I think they got to hit that at least a couple times, I would think, in this draft. Yeah, you, they added Jermaine Effetti, uh, who has never lived up to his first-round draft billing. Uh, Spriggs is a kid that I think was drafted in the second round, I believe, out of Indiana by the Packers in 16, but I believe he was on injured reserve all of last year. Really hasn't, hasn't developed. They'll add some depth with him, but I, I'm with you. Look, Bobby Massey's not getting any younger. Uh, uh, Charles Leno Jr. was probably the better of the two tackles, and, and he's he's okay. I, like I would live with Jar- Charles as your right tackle, but someone who's more accomplished on the left side. That would be that would be more desirable for me. But I'm with you. I, I think there's a lot of belief up at Hallis Hall. Just my speculation that they feel the change in the coaching staff. You know, going to Juan Castillo, who has familiarity with. With Matt Nagy and has familiarity with Bill Lazor and and with with Flip and those guys, I think that there's an internal belief that they're just going to be better because they've got a new system, a new coach, and it just won't you know they won't be as bad this year as they were last year. I, and I think that that could be a dangerous assumption for them to be making. Cole Komet, uh, the tight end for the Bears, and then they go with Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah. Um, Tom, I appreciate it as always, my friend. Let's see what else the Bears do for the rest of uh, today and tomorrow. Well, maybe, got maybe it. will Pace move in here and maybe another pick in the <sighs> second, third I, round? Maybe I, I, I don't think so because he'd have to give up so much for it. You've got a fifth. You've got two sixths, as you said. You've got two sevenths. I mean, you've got five picks left. you got next year. I don't know that they have the, the draft currency at this point to move back in, but we'll see. I mean, I would never say never with Ryan Pace. That's for sure. Expect the un, unexpected. As we've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom, thank you, my friend. You got it, Jonathan. Have a great weekend. It is uh, Tom Waddle from Waddle and Sylvie spending some time with us talking to us about the uh, the Bears and the draft picks that they've taken uh, with Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah, as well as Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame. Jalen Hurts goes to the Eagles. So Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma, goes to the Eagles. Howie Roseman, the uh, general manager for the Eagles, strikes again. Very strong organization, and so they get Jalen Hurts a quite an asset, as, as Tom and I were talking about. Uh, Oklahoma and Alabama ran those two programs very well as a quarterback for both of those uh, teams. So, open phone lines for you. If you're listening to the show right now and you know what the Bears have done, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. How do you look at what the Bears have done in the draft? Let's get your thoughts here. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Let's get your thoughts. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Do you like what the Bears have done here? They went tight end, and they went corner here in round number two of the NFL Draft, right here on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show, presented by White Claw, on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Galaxy 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000, brought to you by White Claw. Glad that you're with us here as we review what the Chicago Bears have done in the second round of the draft. Remember, the Bears have one pick in the fifth round, two in the sixth round, two in the seventh round. We're getting your reaction to what the Bears have done as they take Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame, with the uh, number 43 overall pick in the second round. And then you go down to Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah. Uh, My thought on this is pretty clear, and I've been saying this for weeks now. The Bears cannot look at best available. they got to look to be able to plug some holes and take care of their needs. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that if you are the Bears, you've got to be able to take care uh, of the the needs on this football team. And there's quite a few. Uh, when you take a look at the this football team, when it comes to the uh, the corner position, when you take a look at the safety position, when you take a look at the offensive line, wide receiver, uh, when you take a look at um, this football team and their kicker, there's needs to be filled, whether it's in free agency or whether it's in the draft. So th- it was important for the Bears to be able to address that, and they, I think they hit it right on the head with these two picks. Now, again, whether or not these two picks will pay dividends for the Bears, uh, time will tell. I will tell you that I saw enough of Komet to know that that was the number one tight end in a very weak tight end group uh, for this upcoming draft. Komet was the best. And Komet can be a guy that can be a cornerstone for this franchise for a while um, and, and be able to do what you want him to do. What have we been looking for for the tight end? You all want to be able to have either a blocking tight end or also someone that could be able to stretch the field. 70, 80 catches that could be able to get the intermediate passes from Trubisky. We didn't see that last year. And so now with Trubisky having someone to throw to, I think Komet can be that guy. Um, he was... He had pro skills at Notre Dame, if I remember that correctly, watching him uh, the last few years. The NFL Draft Show that we're hosting here is brought to you by Illinois Media School. Classes are going on now. Uh, right from the comfort of your own home, go to beonair.com. Again, it's beonair.com. Start your exciting new career today. That's Illinois Media School at B on air.com all right let's go to the phone lines and talk to you um 332 espn 332-3776 thumbs up thumbs in the middle thumbs down your thoughts about the bears what they've done in the draft uh we go to ryan harris who uh covers the notre dame fighting irish you can hear every irish game right here on espn 1000 the color analyst for the irish with us here on espn 1000 ryan as always i appreciate it man thanks so much for coming on the show Hood, man. Good to catch up, my friend. Good to catch up. Absolutely. Uh, Cole Komet at tight end. I saw all of, uh, of his career with Notre Dame, the best tight end on the board. What stands out most about uh, his ability at a tight end spot? Well, he's the total package. He is an offensive coordinator's dream. And and two points I want to make about Cole Komet. I'm telling you, he is an all-around player. He can block. He can make tough throws. He is, he, is, he is going to have a Jason Witten-type career in the NFL. And my second point is that's a pivotal position in that offense. I had Matt Nagy as the quarterback's coach when we were at in the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, went 9-7, and seven, best 9-17 and 17 the NFL ever had. <laughs> but you see how the Kansas City Chiefs use Travis Kelsey. That's how Cole Komet in that tight end position is built to be productive in that offense. And he's not going to have the same athleticism. Remember, I mean, you had you had Travis Kelsey play basketball with Mason Plumley and his brothers in AAU, right? So it's a different type of athlete. But Cole Komet is no question the best tight end in this draft. 
and he is an all-around complete player ready to start day one. Ryan, is there a play or a certain game that stands out to you about Komet that says, yes, this guy could be NFL ready? Uh, Fortunately, there's not just one. I mean, multiple times on third and have to have it, uh, he was was the number one target. I mean, I know when they brought him out, uh, look at his Georgia game. Notre Dame played Georgia this year, and I want to say he had almost 100 yards receiving in his first game back of the season after missing the first couple, which – whether he was totally injured or they were just making sure he was totally healthy for that Georgia game, you know, who knows. But he was one of the best tight ends, even though he missed the first two games of the year, complete production, and he does not shy away from physicality. He will truck linebackers and safeties and corners, Gronkowski style. He can make leaping catches like a Travis Kelsey, and he is a Jason Witten professional, tight economy of steps, excellent hands. They got themselves a player, the Bears. Ryan Harris, color analyst for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, right here on the home of the Irish ESPN 1000. As Cole Komet is the first uh, player taken for the Chicago Bears here in the second round. So, Ryan, you know, it's, it's interesting. When you look at the depth chart for the Bears, the Bears have uh, they have 10 tight ends of the depth chart. It just shows you how they were bereft of quality at that spot last year. So Cole Komet now, I think, makes 11 on the depth chart for a tight end. What, what do you th- how do you think that Komet will fare with Trubisky, you're familiar with what's going on with, with Chicago, the inability to, to score, uh, averaging somewhere between 15, 16 points a game last year. It was really one of the worst offenses in the league. How can Komet enhance that, knowing that Trubisky or Foles could be the quarterback? Well, the number one thing you need your tight end to do in the NFL is be where he's supposed to be. And one of the, the worst-kept secrets in the NFL is, Notre Dame guys are intelligent. They understand how to digest the playbook. They understand the concept of routes. It's one of the many reasons why I was able to stay in the NFL 10 years. Justin Tuck the same way, John Sullivan, John Carlson. So, you know, it's one of those deals where you're not going to have to play a lot of time. Uh, you spend a lot of time playing catch-up with the rookie because, listen, Kokomet's been to class. He's been to school. He understands how to play, and he's been very much looking forward to it. And I do know his agent. And they've been putting him through those pro-style offenses, getting him prepared for the terminology, the things he's going to be asked to do. I mean, one of the big adjustments at that tight end position for rookies is being able to go from a run to a pass, right? Because when you go from a run call to a pass call like Matt Nagy and Andy Reid's offense does frequently, you then have to read the coverage and decide your route based on that coverage. And so it takes a lot of brain power and processing power to be an effective tight end. You have that in the Notre Dame man, Cole Komet. So you see that uh, the number one and two uh, really strong assets offensively for Brian Kelly Claypool also being drafted here in the second round. What stands out most about what he can bring on the next level? That was the perfect pick for the Steelers. And and I texted their GM and he kind of laughed back at me, you know, saying, well, you know, we, we did pick him for a reason, but, Lightning fast speed, an intensity that is not going to be matched uh, in, in, in the college football ranks in terms of receivers. And if you just think about, and I know you, you caught it on uh, ESPN 1000 here, but the Virginia Tech-Notre Dame game, I mean, Notre Dame had to drive the field at the end of the game to win the game, and Ian Book was looking for one player on both of their fourth downs, and that was Chase Claypool. He was the MVP of the, of the team he was the no question the best player on offense this year alone. He was the bowl game MVP. He is just a dynamic player who really got overlooked because he's pro ready. I mean, he is a legit two thirty, 
and he is blazing fast and has sure hands as sure as you've ever seen. Ryan Harris, color analyst for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish right here on the home of the Irish ESPN 1000 with me, Jonathan Hood, on the 2020 NFL Draft Show here on WMVP Chicago. I, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on the running back position in the NFL, Ryan, because we see here in the second round that DeAndre Swift from Georgia went. Uh, we were able to see um, Cam Akers from Florida State go. J.K. Dobbins was taken by the Baltimore Ravens. But we're talking about now, you know, to the top, to the middle of the uh, second round. How do you foresee the running back position moving forward? It's an offensive league, this NFL, but yet the running back, it's going almost by way of the fullback in some ways. Yeah, I mean, it's an important piece, but, I mean, this is the stat that stands out to me. This was the first Super Bowl in seven years that didn't involve C.J. Anderson or LeGarrette Blunt as the starting running back. You just don't win with the Emmitt Smith-style bell cow back, as Derrick Henry proved last year. Can you win games? Absolutely. Can you win a championship? We haven't seen it for almost 10 years. So it's one of those deals where the running back position, there's so much more value and getting a guy like Swift in the second round or some other players in the fifth, sixth round and just and running them into the ground. It's almost kind of going old school. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. old going back to, hey, we are going to run this guy. And you guys know that life in Chicago. We are going to run this guy there until there's nothing left and we're not going to apologize. And that's what that running back position is getting to. You also need a player who's able to catch the ball in space. That's a gigantic leap, especially the last five years in the NFL. You cannot, you can no longer have a first and second down back and then a third down back out of the backfield. Teams will zero in too much on that. Your tells are too much by formation when you do that. So you've got to get kind of the in-between guy who's willing to sacrifice his life and body just to say he played in the NFL, and those guys come rounds two through seven. Lastly, and I appreciate your time as always, Ryan, I just want to get your thoughts looking at the draft inside out. I mean, Claypool and Komet were such a great one-two punch. When you needed to have some yards, you wanted to get into the end zone, those two were really uh, dynamic for the Irish. Now what? How does that? How do you look at that depth chart now without uh, Komet and without Claypool? Yeah, well, there's a, um, um, there's a tight end there. Forget his name right now. It's escaping me. Um, 87 is there. He's going to be a great tight end for Notre Dame, arguably better than Cole Komet. And listen, we're talking about O-line and tight end you when you're talking about Notre Dame. You've got Liam Eichenberg coming back. You've got stability at the quarterback position. I wouldn't be surprised if Ian Book wins the Heisman Trophy this year. So it really doesn't matter who they got on the edges. Just make sure they can catch the ball because they're going to have time to throw it and the quarterback to do it. Bro, that's that's some that's a strong comment about Ian Book. You know everyone's listening, right? You know that only he was one of two quarterbacks to rush for over five hundred and throw for over two twenty five hundred, and the other one just got drafted to the Eagles and Jalen and Jalen Hurts. So, yeah. I mean, and that guy came up second behind uh, came up second behind Joe Burrow this year in the Heisman Trophy candidacy. So yeah, man, I'm hey, I, I know I don't know many things, Dick. But I do know football. I understand. I just want to make sure that's out there because people are people are going to hear that and say, "Oh, okay, we're going to be looking for that." That's going to be interesting. Well, I'm glad it's you spent some. Oh, it's going to be fun. We will have. We hope to have football, right? We hope to have college football uh, at some point this year, right? Yeah, it's tough. Seventy-five percent of athletic directors said they anticipate a delayed or. Um, or, or otherwise season this year. And I know Jack Schwarbrick at Notre Dame has said if there are no students on campus 
there are going to be no games. And, uh, you know, I was getting excited, Hood. I was about to head out. Ireland's calling, man, you know. So I was going to head out to Ireland and, and, and see what being black in Ireland was like. So uh, I was looking forward to that, my man. But we'll see if – hopefully it's still on, but we'll see if uh, – if things get changed. And that's a hell of a book that you're going to write there on being black in Ireland. I can't wait to read that. <laughs> Once you go, I can't wait to read that, that novel. That's going to be great. There you go. <laughs> Ryan, there you I'm go, glad, my friend. I'm glad you spent some time. Thanks for telling us about uh, Comet and uh, Claypool, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Of course, my friend. And tell Sean I said thanks. Have a great one. Stay safe. Absolutely. There's, uh, there's Ryan Harris. The color analyst for the Fighting Irish. You can hear every game of the Irish uh, right here on ESPN 1000. As Cole Komet goes to uh, the Chicago Bears. So just a quick recap to let you know what's going on. In the second round of this draft, we mentioned Cole Komet uh, going to uh, the Bears from Notre Dame at tight end. Grant Delpit, whew, what a player he is. Uh, safety from LSU going to the Browns afterwards. Antoine Winfield Jr., a safety from Minnesota at 13. K.J. Hamler, a wide receiver from Penn State, going to the Broncos. Marlon Davidson, the uh, defensive tackle from Auburn, going 15. 16 is Daryl Taylor, the defensive end from Tennessee. We talked about Chase Claypool at 17, going to the Steelers, the wide receiver. Jalen Johnson, that's where the Bears uh, pick Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah at uh, number 50 overall, the 18th pick. Also, uh, Trevon Diggs, the uh, cornerback from Alabama. Cam Akers from Florida State at running back for the L.A. Rams. Jalen Hurts from uh, the Oklahoma Sooners, the quarterback, goes to the Eagles. A.J. Espenza, defensive end from Iowa, going to the Bills. J.K. Dobbins. They're running back from Ohio State going to Baltimore. Raquan Davis, the defensive tackle from Alabama, going to Miami. Van Jefferson, another terrific wide receiver from Florida, going to the L.A. Rams. So now Minnesota's on the clock, followed by the Jets and the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we're going to get your reaction. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. And I want to get your calls in. If you're listening to the show and you have some thoughts about what the Bears have done, give it to me, Uh, whether it's thumbs up, Thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. What do you think of what the Bears have done? They went cornerback and tight end in this draft. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. The 2020 NFL Draft Show continues, brought to you by White Claw on ESPN 1000.